Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops, if we're stopping to get gas. You will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, <laughs> yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, hello, hello. Happy Saturday, my friends. Welcome to another Andy Goldstein Talksport Daily Podcast with me, host Andy Goldstein. Now, we start today's podcasty thing looking ahead to England's Euro 2024 qualifier against Ukraine in Poland tonight. Manager Gareth Southgate and Captain Harry Kane spoke to Talksport's fake others yesterday. Ukraine fans will be here, ready to make a noise, proudly supporting their players, their team and their nation, which is in crisis and at war back home. Zinchenko with a volley and that is a super goal. Ukraine hit the front at Hampton Park. Football today is, is so powerful. Everyone around the world playing football. Everyone everyone loves football. I love all of my players. We're like a family. Hurricane, history maker and record breaker. Our ambition is to win. We've got to qualify. We've got to play well in, uh, against Ukraine and get the points on the board that get us to Germany first. Henderson to Saka into a shooting position. Just want to win everything with England. I think it's just pretty much that simple. There's a qualifier to be won. It's England against Ukraine live on Talksport. Gareth, lovely to see you. The question again that you're always asked at the moment is the situation with Jordan Henderson. LGBTQ plus supporters saying that they will, if he plays, make a protest. It seemed as if he is going to start from what you were saying on that. I know you won't tell me that for definite, but from what you said in, in the press conference. Have you chatted with Jordan about how he's going to deal with that? Not particularly. We're, we're obviously talking all the time during the week. He felt it was important to speak this week and he understood that that wouldn't necessarily land well in all quarters but he's a very experienced professional and uh, his entire focus now is on helping the team to win the game so of course we want uh, our supporters to be behind the whole team. Is it something you can all block out because obviously it will the other team his other teammates will will notice it as well? I I think the players once they get out on the pitch will be focused on the game Um, so we're going to have 40,000 plus passionate uh, home supporters here Uh, that's the that's what we have to overcome we'd obviously hope that all of our fans are supportive and with us as as is you know as we would always like with the team we've had moments before where that hasn't been the case for every player that won't help the team but I you know I understand individual opinions and everybody's entitled to individual opinions Absolute beauty from Bakayo Saka. And England has scored twice in three minutes. Now 
face England to Ukraine now. Obviously, a home game is is very different, and this is actually a kind of different Ukraine that we see because they hadn't had, I think, it was almost six months worth of competitive football when you played them mm. them back in March. What have you made of the of the difference in them? What threats do they do they pose? Well, I think the threats are very similar. They have very good technical players in midfield. Um, that if you're not right with your structure or you're pressing then they can play through you and then they have forwards with speed who can um, cause real problems so the the personnel the shape of the team hasn't changed too much from when we played them before there are three or four different players but um, similar types in in certain areas of the pitch and um, a team that our last two matches we've played really really well and we've made the game look more straightforward than it actually has been Shaw firing it in Bellingham 1-0 England and the immensely talented teenager is off and running on his World Cup debut let's focus on Jude because massive move for him in, in the summer Darren Bent's just been talking on drive what Bellingham's doing over there at Real Madrid is it's unheard of. Like the goals, the I think it's even, the, and again, this is not a negative, the arrogance. To go to that club and almost be like, I don't really care, that's Tony Cruz, that's Modric, that's Vinicius Junior. I'm the main man. Mm. And that's coming from someone like Darren Bent, who's a, a striker, knows you have to go in confident like that when you go into a club. What do you see from Jude Bellingham that, that shows he's got that kind of character at the age of 20 to go in and do that? Well, I think the biggest thing with Jude is um, he's hugely respectful off the pitch. Um, and then when he goes onto the field and onto the training pitch, he, he's a, a huge competitor. And I think that's a great balance because he's had to go to a football club with some very established, experienced, world-class players and navigate you know, being in the team, a couple of them not haven't started as many games at this point so just on a human level that's a, a big challenge and he's coped you know he appears from the outside to have dealt with that really well Werder Bremen nil Bayern Munich 2 and he's off and running Harry Kane has a debut goal I'm due to actually start lessons when I get back the the teacher I think was away for for a little while uh, so yeah I'm fully open to, to trying to learn the language I've been told it's extremely tough but you know um yeah, I want to take in the, the culture as, as much as possible. So even if I can pick up a few words here and there, um, then, then that would be great. But we'll have to wait and see. We've not spoken since your move, Harry. How is it going out in Germany? How much are you enjoying it? Yeah, no, I'm loving it. You know, um, it's been a, a hectic couple of months for sure. You know, a lot's been going on in you know, both my professional life and my personal life. But um, all been positive and all been really good. So, um yeah, it's been a, a good start to, to the season. I'm really pleased with, you know, to get off the, the ground running and, and get a few goals and most importantly get the three wins that we, we've had. But yeah, there's still a lot of excitement for, for the rest of the season. There's going to be um, some great games, some big occasions and, you know, hopefully uh, I can make this season a, a real success. Who's been settling you in on and off the pitch? Who, who have you been become close to already yeah I mean they've all they've all been really good you know all, all the boys pretty much talk English and uh, they've all been great with me so far you know with <coughs> Sane and Gnabry Coleman Kimmich you know I could go f- pretty much go through the whole team to be honest we've uh, spent some good time together you know with Thomas Müller we've had a round of golf so um, yeah really good bunch of uh, people the staff have been great so far so um, excited to get into know them more and obviously plan with them more as well.
Now, ahead of tonight's match, TalkSport's Adrian Durham and the former England midfielder Ray Parler have been discussing the key talking points. What do you expect, Aid? Um, no problems for England's point of view? The squad itself, I know there's been a couple of uh, people pulling out, but it's still very strong, isn't it? Especially that midfield area. I'm, I'm very excited about England going forward. I mean, you look at Bellingham, Rice, Madison, Foden, you've got so many good players, haven't you, in that midfield area? Yeah, you have. Listen, I don't think it'll be problem-free. I mean, this is Ukraine in front of a lot of their their own people who've suffered and they want to put on a show for them. And I don't think they're mugs. England have beaten them comfortably in recent times, 2-0 in the reverse qualifier in this group, uh, 4-0 in the Euros a couple of years ago, you may remember. So it should be uh, an England victory, but let's not underestimate the opposition because I don't think Gareth Southgate is that kind of manager anyway. You're right about the midfield. James Madison's dad made Gaza compilation videos for James, and he's been inspired by those. And you can see in his game he's been inspired by those. And we're all excited by that. So imagine Madison in the 10 role, for example. Bellingham given licence to go up and down and really support in the attacking play. That's exciting. Your third midfielder, though, must have the ability to operate as a single pivot holding midfielder. And there's not many of those around. And that's why players like Phillips and Henderson are in the squad. Rice is the first choice there. But you've got to have those players who are able to do that. Not all midfielders are. So when people talk about Ward-Prowse should be in as a midfielder, can he operate as a single pivot? Probably not. So I'm excited by the midfield. But in that single pivot role, with Gareth wanting us to be more attacking, to release Madison, to release Bellingham, he needs a single pivot midfielder. And that's why those players are in. I think the spotlight, Abe, will be on the centre-halves, won't it? Who's going to be lining up as a the, the partnership there? Will it be Maguire? Will it be Dunk? You know, there's, there's options there. Who do you think he'd go with centre-halves? It's a great question. And then you know what the weird thing about all these centre-halves is? They're all left-sided. They all play on the left-hand side. Some can play on the right as well. Dunk has done that, did that last season with Colwell, uh, amazingly enough, alongside him in the Brighton defence. Harry Maguire came on and played right on Sunday. I think what we know is Harry Maguire, if he doesn't start, I'll be amazed because he's got 57 caps. The other four between them have got eight caps. Mm. So Harry Maguire, I think with the experience in a crucial qualifier, you know, this is no friendly and Ukraine are no mugs. So I think he has to start the game. And I understand why Southgate's doing that. In terms of alongside him, I suspect it might be Lewis Dunk, but I wouldn't have a problem with any of them. The only thing is Mark Gay, he played with Harry Maguire when we went to Malta and won 4-0. Different level of opposition. Wasn't a lot of defending to do. Malta didn't have any efforts at goal, didn't have a shot on target. So it's a different level of opposition. But I've seen Mark Gay for Crystal Palace this season. I think he's been excellent on the ball and defending as well. So um, he's got he has got some options there. When it looked like we were there was a dearth of centre-halves, there's now a dearth of right-sided centre-halves. So John Stones is a definite if fit. And come the Euros, if England qualify, and they should qualify, it's about who plays alongside him. So uh, I think that's going to be a fascinating one with Maguire not getting much game time at United. Saudi Pro League Director of Football Michael Emanalo joined Jim White and Simon Jordan yesterday to discuss the Saudi League's big spending this summer. Are you still sore that you missed out on Mo Salah? He was the one that you wanted out there, wasn't he? Well, you know, Mo, Mo is um, uh, is someone I consider uh, almost like a son uh, to me. Uh, he's a player that I admire, a human being that I that I absolutely adore. Um, but um, the Saudi Pro League is not um, it's not about uh, you know capturing headlines. It's about um, putting in processes and doing things properly. Um, and I, I, I the feeling is that at this particular point in time. Um, 
uh, a deal was not aligned. And, um, and, and for a deal to be aligned, uh, all three parties um, involved in it um, have to be happy with what, uh, what they're getting. Uh, the Saudi Pro League um, is very, very happy with where we are today. And um, we close no doors. Right now, what you're doing is you're spending enormous amounts of money. English football clubs are very happy to receive it because you're paying over the odds for our players. And we're happy with that because it fuels part of the Premier League. But sooner rather than later, everyone's going to look to you guys to see if you're going to operate responsibly and sustainably like other parts of the football pyramid around the world. Is that an immediate thing you're going to be looked to it towards? Or are we going to see many more years of you guys spending money like it's going out of fashion? I understand your question, uh, uh, Simon, but I reject the insinuation um, that this is um, uh, a throw-money-at-it uh, process. This is a well-thought-out and a well-planned um, process that's been in, um, uh, in the offing for a very, very long time. Driven by money. We, we've always, we've always uh, the intention has always been to adhere um, uh, to, um, to whatever the, the, the mandate of, of world football, as, as you put it. There are countries in the world who will look at the Premier League and say that the Premier League is overpaying. Um, and, and that was that was the thought. And, and, and but Michael, you know, you're driving time. a bus. For, it's not about transfer values. You're driving a bus through salaries. You're turning the whole thing on its head. You guys aren't paying economic worth. You're paying five times economic worth to be able to, to attract players, which I understand is at the beginning of a curve. And my concern is, if I have a concern is that this continues. So I don't, know what, I don't know what you would reject or what you think I'm insinuating. I'm, I'm not insinuating, I'm stating it. At this moment in time, the, the only lure that you guys have is economic and financial. Is, is that true, Michael? The only thing you probably probably can offer I, is money and bucket loads of it. No, I don't, I don't think that's true. I, I, I think it's, it's only true in the sense that that's always been the case. Uh, when people uh, made their journeys to the Syria A uh, years back, uh, in the 90s. It was also because there was some economic incentive, but it's also because um, with uh, those kind of economic uh, incentives uh, come a realization that the levels and the ambitions and the qualities will ultimately improve. So the bus that we're driving through, um, as Simon put it, um, through the industry is a, is, a, is a bus of ambition. It's a bus of, of, um, uh, of wanting to uh, help expand uh, the opportunities in the league. Now, the Rugby World Cup kicked off last night with a heavyweight clash between the host France and three-time winners New Zealand. Russ Hargreaves, of course, was watching for TalkSport. Full-time score, France 27, New Zealand 13. So the All Blacks, three-time world champions, beaten by the host, who are still looking for that first-ever Rugby World Cup trophy and what a way to start in front of their passionate home crowd. New Zealand led, to be fair, twice courtesy of tries from their left-wing Mark Talea, but in the end, 11 penalties conceded against the ferocious French was enough for the home team. Thomas Ramos kicked six goals from eight. That kept them ticking over, and their two tries were excellent. Damien Penno, their star right right wing on 54 minutes and late on with two to go the subs combining Artur Vincent to Melvin Jaminet who twisted his way over as well New Zealand with a yellow card for Will Jordan their wing late on as well problems mounting but a perfect start for the hosts France 27 New Zealand 13 Do you remember what it's like being in your 20s? I sometimes look back at that period of my life and laugh just as much as I cringe If you do the same then you've got to watch Queenie the new original series on Hulu Who is Queenie? Queenie is a 20-something year old living in London. 
She's facing all the firsts. First major heartbreak, first shitty apartment and soul-sucking job, first therapy session to work through those mommy issues. Can she turn her quarter-life crisis into a revolution? Maybe. Will she make some questionable decisions along the way? Definitely. All episodes of Queenie premiere June 7th, streaming on Hulu. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. England get their Rugby World Cup campaign underway tonight with a tough test against Argentina. In a moment, you'll hear from the Ben Caber first. Here's Courtney Laws, who will skip of the side in the absence of suspended Captain Owen Farrell. The Fijian backroom players and staff come onto the pitch to go and celebrate. The England players were half the stood hands on hips. The others are down on their haunches. Yeah, it's obviously, you know, a bit of fuel for the fire. Uh, it gives us motivation. I mean, we, we want to perform for each other, you know, mainly. So, like, as I said previously, like we've had a really good training week this week. Things feel like they're starting to really fall into place. So, We've, we've got some genuine excitement going into the weekend. We know we're facing a good team, but we know that um, we've got as good a chance of any of, uh, of coming away with a win. There's definitely a frustration here. You know, we, we feel it as much as, as much as anybody. We're in the thick of it. So, as I've said this whole time, we're, we're doing everything we can to make sure that come this weekend we are, we are firing on all cylinders. The top five teams in the world are all on the other side of the draw. That one game is all important. If they England win that, the rest of their group, should be manageable. You'd expect England to, to get out of their group, get into the quarterfinals. But if they win against Argentina, despite everything that's happened over the last year or so and the performances that haven't been up to scratch, that might just be the catalyst to, to give England some confidence moving into the quarters. I mean, this England team on paper looks pretty good. You know, there's a lot of good players. They just haven't gelled over the last year and a half or so. And, and you know, a lot of the players have experience of a World Cup. But that's probably the most perplexing thing really is how can a team that you know destroyed New Zealand in 2019 in the semi-finals played England's best ever performance a lot of those players are still there and, and they're just not performing at the same level the likes of Maro Atoji but they're still world-class players and and they have the ability to get back there uh interesting like you said about him going for Mitchell and changing how they play there's just rumors circulating that maybe the players were a bit frustrated with, with both as uh, limited game plan where, you know, having come in, he did the same when he was head coach of Leicester, really simplified everything. And it was all about the kicking game. And a lot of the players that have come out from other clubs that play a more expansive game want to show their wares. So by picking Mitchell and Danny Kerr off the bench, it, you'd expect England to to actually give this a bit of a go and, and try and play a bit of open flowing rugby.
Well, that's it for today's podcasty thing. Thanks for listening on the TalkSport app or wherever you get your podcast from. I'm back on Monday, 4pm, alongside Darren Bent. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein TalkSport daily podcasts up first in the morning. Do what you've got to do to get it. Until then, thanks for listening. Have a good day. And above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas... You will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.